happening welcome to film junkie live on october 23rd that's right oh we got what almost like a week away from halloween get your costumes people one of these days i'll dress up like that no one of these halloweens not one of these days well that'd be weird anyways guys thank you for uh joining in uh if you're new here of course subscribe do all that and uh you know Hit that notification bell, do all that, follow me on all the sock meds that are around me, everything, you know, do all that, and uh, let's see who's out there in the chat, hopefully you guys had a good weekend, not too many people out there, yep, like I said, live streams, people are like, eh, we don't want to hear live streams anymore, what's going on, uh, Ryan, good to see you, we got Jason right here, we got Miss Nighthawk, always great to see you. Good to see you. Thank you, of course. Yeah, I got a haircut today, finally. It was getting a little too long right there, so. And then, of course, we have uh, Mr. Eric right here saying he loves to talk about reboots, doesn't he? Um, well, I mean, the Superman one was, he was just talking about the story. We'll talk about it, but, I mean, that was before Man of Steel, so he just, you know, interviewer asked him, so. But yeah, anyways, we'll get to all that. Uh, we also got Jacob R. right here, which for some reason my chat thing's not bringing up. We're good to see you as well. All right. Hopefully you guys are do, doing good at a good weekend. We got some playoff baseball that's happening. That's what I'm watching. Not watching the um, not watching the Monday Night Football game because when it comes to my fantasy league, I'm like, ah, I, I don't need to talk about that. Don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Don't need to talk about that because, well, in my fantasy league, if anybody plays fantasy football, I got, uh, of course, Miss Nighthawk right here. I'm playing her in our little family league that we have going on, and she's already she's already won. There's no, I have no chance, and then I won my other game, so I'm good. So now I'm watching Game Seven. Got Game Seven, Texas, Houston, four to one, Texas. Holy crap! Got to watch out. Oh yeah, definitely got the uh, got the Rangers Astros on for sure. Yeah. Definitely got the, that on right there, so. All right, but, uh, you know, I won't get too distracted. Oh, boy. Never mind. There's a home run by the Astros. Time to take – oh, no, is that off the wall? That's a home run. Okay. Time to take Scherzer out, okay? I get it. Max Scherzer, he's a – you know, he was a beast. He was a uh, – you know, he's a good pitcher, but time to take him out. All right? Time to take him out. <laughs> Time to take him out there. Dust, or not Dusty. Um, Jeez, uh, I can't even remember the, uh, ah, can't even remember. Wow, my brain is not working right now. Sorry. But uh, he was my, he was the Giants ex-manager, and I'm trying, I'm tr- totally drawing a blank on his last name. It's not Brody, it's Bochi. Jesus, it took me a while to get there. Holy crap. Man. Anyways, I got there at least. Holy Lord, but hey, here we go. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get to uh, the tweets. Let's get, yeah, it took me a while to get to Bochi. Like, what the heck? I was like, bro, I kept on, my brain kept going, Brody, Brody, Brody. And I'm like, that's not right. That is not right, Bochi. But hey, we got your magic here. Good to see you. Good to see you, buddy. Always great to see your videos on Instagram. 
All right, let's go ahead and go to the tweet. We're going to start off right here because McFarland. We talked about this a little bit on the uh, on the Vodka stream on Friday, but uh, yeah, we got uh, we got McFarland doing like a little bit of Batman and Robin toys. I mean, our figurines, which I'm all about. I'm like, hey, why not? But I hope they do Batman Forever ones eventually. But they did this little video of right right here because obviously one of the things that when it came to Joel Schumacher's version of of uh, Batman and Bat- Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, of course, doing the whole suit up thing was always pretty cool. So they did this here using the figurines. And I'm like, that's a good way to sell it right there. Cheers to them. That's right. Even showing the butt, the butt, the belt. And, yeah. And the nipples. That's right. It's pretty sweet. That's a way to sell it right there. That's a way to sell it, guys. That is absolutely the way to sell it. It's just kind of funny. They're doing Batman and Robin before they did Batman Forever. I'm like, all right. I mean, I guess that's fine. I guess that's fine. You know? It's, it's, I just would have thought, like, Batman Forever seemed, you know, it was the more popular one. And not to mention, you got all the Schumacher cut stuff, which, of course, we still want to see that 100%. What the hell is this? What is this? Well, we got some concept art when it comes to the Flash and the cow looks... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Early idea for the Flash helmet. Concept art by Mr. Ed Natividade right there. That's right. Look at that. So here we go. Obviously, he's done a lot of concept art when it comes to DC. We've talked about it even recently, like another piece of uh, concept art that he did for the first Aquaman movie, which showed that the entire Justice League was actually going to be a part of the final act of Aquaman. He, he released that as well. But then we got this right here. Uh, yeah, I mean, this guy has it right over here. Mr. JP right here that shows like the actual cow. Definitely a better choice. I mean, but hey, it's it's whatever. It's early concept. It's why they call it concept, people. It's why they call it concept. And this came out on uh, 3-11-2020. That's right. He puts put the thing right there. Helmet study. So, I mean, the whole... Th- there was always, like, the, the debate when it came to the Flash Cal was, like, a lot of people didn't like the fact that it, he didn't have the chin strap kind of thing. Like, he didn't have the chin... Not really a chin strap, but it didn't go all the way to under his chin. Um, this concept has, of course, like, like I get, you know, the, the gold going all the way under his chin, but they decided not to really go do that when it came to like, all right, we're not going to put, but you know what? Ezra has a very distinct chin. He has a good chin. So why put something underneath it? That's what I'm saying. But yeah, this was a concept right, right here. How are we feeling about this? Eh? Yeah. Not so great. Probably. I, I mean, it's just, it's. It's it was a concept. It was a concept. It's all you could really say. It's 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 a concept. You see, think it still looks pretty good? All right. I mean, if you think it still looks pretty good, why not? There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying. I don't know. I didn't really dig it too much. So it's. I think what they originally have, which we could see, of course, right here. I think that's the that was the good choice. I actually. I mean, I I like the flash costume, and I like the uh, the helmet or the the cowl, if you want to call it that too. I like it, so I I dug it. Yes, yeah, I know some people didn't, but I thought it was pretty cool. So I think what they chose for the movie was actually pretty good. But, hey, like I said, it's concept. It's concept. So, 
Uh, all right, we don't need that. Not yet. Let's see. Why are my messages showing up? Sorry here. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, like my, my freaking direct messages are showing up right here. I, I don't get Twitter anymore. Again, it's all wonky. It's so very weird. But Zack Snyder, Rebel Moon, comic book covers House of the Blood Axe. So check this out, guys. Uh, obviously, we talked about this on uh, the Vodka stream. And... Uh, yeah, when it came to the Rebel Moon, and, and of course, uh, when it comes to the expansion of the Rebel Moon universe, we all we all knew, we all knew, we all knew that uh, that uh, that Zack Snyder was planning on doing some kind of like you know graphic novels, comic books, whatever the hell. When it came to when it came to uh, Rebel Moon and expanding the universe, and obviously Zack, of course release these covers right here for Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon House of the Blood Axe. And there we go. We got, of course, the first one, which is, I think, the best one, which, of course, we have Ray Fisher in that one. We got that one, and then we got uh, this one right here, which, you know, looks it's drawn a little bit differently, a little more orange, not much uh, going on there. And then, of course, we got this right here, which is showing like two moons almost looking like they're colliding with each other. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, we got this right here, which shows some kind of like love story thing happening right here with some some characters that looks a little bit more colorful. But yes, looking pretty good. And uh, yeah, I know there was like, obviously there was already some controversy that happened because one of the writers, one of the people that's going to be writing these books, uh, you know, apparently uh, somebody dug into some old tweets. I got sent it. I, somebody sent it to me. Probably I was it today. I think it was today uh, that somebody sent it to me that because uh, apparently uh, one of the writers that's going to be writing on this is non-binary or trans. I don't really know a lot about this person, you know, so I'm not too sure. But apparently when it came to obviously there's a certain side of when it comes to YouTube and and uh, media, when it comes to all this, they were trying to throw this person under the bus because there was like an old tweet that came out in 2017 that basically said that they wanted to take a bat to cisgender people. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the the full context of it. I don't know what was happening, but it just sounded like that tweet was a meltdown at that time, six years ago. And then I, I actually asked the person who sent it to me, I asked, all right, so has there been anything since then? Has, has there been anything that happened in real life? Because if you're concerned about just one specific tweet six years ago, I don't know the way I look at it. I'm, I'd be more concerned if something actually happened since then. And of course, yeah, it's just been, it was just kind of like a weird thing. And naturally that person didn't answer. I was like, yeah, okay. So why are you concerned about it? I mean, if you think that this tweet is concerning because a lot of people post stupid shit online all the time, especially on Twitter, I'm just saying, if there was like a constant thing, if it was consistent, if it, they kept going with tweeting like that, saying they want to take a bat to a certain group of people, then sure, I would be concerned. But if it was just one and there hasn't been anything and there hasn't been any altercations in real life, let's just leave it be and see what happens. That person has been tweeting and saying like, hey, guess what? We've, uh, you know, there's, uh, it's been uh, exciting and everything when it comes to um, Rebel Moon and working with Zack Snyder. So, hold on, let me check something here. I don't know why Twitter is just like, geez, it's got this little tab that just pops up. It's not like you know. I mean, it's like what the heck? And I was like, I when I open up all these tweets, so I'm just fixing that real quick. 
Like, Jesus. But anyways, back to it. Uh, DC hasn't been exciting since Zack Snyder's Justice League, so I'm just meh. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, to each their own, you know? It's all, it's subjective, I guess you could say, right? It's the way you gotta look at it, so. Alright, so let's look at this right here. I wanted to bring this up because Marcelo uh, Milike right here, I thought this was a cool image that he, uh, I thought it was a cool image that he drew right here that was basically showing Batman Begins in the style of Batman the Animated Series. It's so freaking cool. So, so freaking cool. You got to love that. You really got to love that. Obviously, we got the, the scene where they're on the ice having the sword fight. And, yeah, I just love that. So I wanted to, uh, uh on Instagram does a lot of cool things. And, I, you know, you guys know I'm a sucker for some cool like art when it comes to this this guy does a lot of things like this black and white pretty sweet like stuff like this i mean come on and he always does this like bat Bat-tober. he's doing Bat-tober right now and just showing like a lot of cool really art you know art right here so even woof man look at that one right there but in the style of batman the animated series just gotta love that that's what i love he even has a colored version right there too yeah so i just wanted to show that thought it was pretty cool not too shabby. Not too shabby. And guys, I found my costume for Halloween. Well, maybe not this year. But this is definitely a cool costume idea. You guys know I'm a sucker for Ghostbusters. Love Ghostbusters. And I would gladly wear this. You know, I would gladly wear this. This would be... I, I, I would not... I would I would actually rock this costume if, uh, you know... It doesn't even seem like it's that much to it right there. So... And, uh, yeah, and I was just thinking, I was like, man, uh, if Miss Nighthawk was, uh, if she's still in the, uh, the chat, she could be dressed up as a Ghostbuster, and I'll be, I'll be the logo. There you go. If we were going to do, like, a couples thing, obviously, so. Oh, James Wan. Oh, I'm sure you guys have seen this. Been floating around today. We got um, Empire Magazine that's released, that's been releasing an, another interview with James Wan of course and a new cover and everything and if you guys didn't see the cover there's the cover right there and it's a cool cover you know the costume Jason Momoa everything's looking good Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom Jason Momoa's water warrior breaks the ice dun 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 it looks cool but you know this movie I tell you what when it comes to this movie uh, I just don't know I just don't know but according to James Wan, this is one of the quotes that was pulled from the magazine from the interview. I'm a very private person. I don't go on social media and fight, but it's difficult because this narrative has emerged that isn't reality. It's fun to write about rumors. It gets clicks, but people don't know the truth. So talking about problems behind the scenes. Obviously, we've heard a lot about these problems behind the scenes when it comes to Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, and we all know that it's just, they might as well just call it Aquaman in the Lost Movie. <laughs> okay. Um, but he's got to say this. Obviously, he has to say this. Of course he's going to say this. And I, this is why I feel, I've said it time and time again, I feel bad for James Wan because, you know, he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to deal with the drama. He knows that there was fuckery that happened. They've had three rounds of reshoots. Of course, there's been some craziness. Yes, there can be a debate. There can be an argument about reshoots that could help a movie. Yes, 
I get it. And he's already used that argument. But let's face it. It just seems like when it comes to the regime changes and story changes that are happening in the whole vast of the universe, things got fucked with. And sadly, he's got to be right there and still got to plug his movie that's coming out, a follow-up to his billion-dollar movie. And I just feel sorry for James Wan. I really do. And, and it sucks because I'm sure once the movie is out and over with, he doesn't have to plug it anymore. He doesn't have to do anything. He's just going to move right on to his next thing and just be like, all right, I did all that. Now I'm just going to do my thing. And I can't wait for that because I like James Wan. He's one of my favorite directors currently working, and I want him to do some kind of original horror movie like he's done before and just keep on going. Keep on going. Make original content. Well, not content. He's not an influencer. Movies! Cinema! Come on! And then speaking of cinema, apparently we got cinema incoming right here. Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein. It's been revealed who is playing who because we kind of heard about the cast, but we didn't know who they were playing within the story. And apparently, according to what's on Netflix.com, Maya Goth is playing the bride, Oscar Isaac, as the monster. So he's going to be Frankenstein's monster. And Andrew Garfield as the doctor. Dr. Franken. What? So there you go. That's right. There's your cast right there. The bride. The monster. The doctor. Indeed. Indeed. So... If anybody was wondering about what was happening with this, and it's Guillermo del Toro, so this is going to be a beautiful movie. It's going to be, it's going to have some great horror elements. I wonder if it's going to be rated R. Could be. You never know. It is Guillermo, so he does do, you know, he does do those. So this is going to be, this is going to be something. This is going to be something special right here. I'm just wondering who is, uh, what's the, I'm wondering, does anybody know, like, who the, um, who the company like what I should probably do a little bit more research, but I'm wondering like which uh, which company, which studio is actually doing this. Is this a Netflix thing? Possibly. I don't. Oh, yeah. Duh. It's called what's on Netflix. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Of course, it's a Netflix thing. But hopefully this sounds like something that's going to have to be on the, the big screen. So the fact that it's Netflix, I'm like, no, please. There needs we need to have I need to see this on a big screen right here. So. So anyways. All right. Uh, it's oh, it's pronounced. Is it not pronounced Mia? I don't know. Mia, Maya. I mean, it's all you know. It's whatever. Ah. Game still four to two, Texas in the fourth inning, though. So there's plenty of uh, baseball left. Plenty of baseball left, right there. So, oh man, beat those Astros. Beat those Astros. All right. Okay. Let's go ahead and talk about the main topic right here. Ah, man. I mean, we're just getting little teases every now and again, right? But, uh, yeah, James Gunn decided, hey, I'm going to post an image because it's Wonder Woman Day, which naturally it's like, okay, yes, please do that. Obviously, he is the head of DC Studios, so he's going to be doing that. So on Instagram, he decided, like, hey, I'm going to post this image of Wonder Woman. And I just kind of wonder sometimes when, I mean, because let's face it, when when James James Gunn, it's not the first time that he's just posted an image that he's taken that he thinks is pretty awesome, like it's a comic book cover or just some kind of drawing of a certain character. He's done this where he's posted Mr. Terrific. He's posted Superman, uh, that Superman right there that you could see, like right over. He's posted that Superman cover he's posted images so 
And it's almost like he's just kind of going, let me throw this out there and let's see how the fans react to it. I, I think that's 100% what they're doing because he is a, he uses social media. So why not use social media, social media when it comes to building this universe? I think it's a cool little thing because let's face it, Kevin Feige doesn't do that, right? He doesn't do that. So when it comes to James Gunn, this is what he posted. What? He posted Wonder Woman full on warrior blood and everything. That's right. Jeez. Her eyes are up here, guys. Her eyes are up there. Okay. Stop looking. Okay. You perverts. Anyways. Um, so he posted this image right here. Which is a cover, and it's a cool image. It's great, and, and a lot of people, you know, when it, when it came to him posting this, a lot of people were like, "Um, I don't know about this," because let's face it, we got we got the we got fans out there, fans of Wonder Woman that want some more, you know, loving Wonder Woman, uh, a more TV show, the old TV show Wonder Woman. They want more of the Wonder Woman eighty four, which is you know what Patty Jenkins was going for when it came to Wonder Woman eighty four, of course. So, um. So, and of course, naturally, a lot of people didn't really take to it, didn't really do that well. And then, of course, we have, you know, when it comes to the Snyder Phantom, we're all about the warrior Wonder Woman, the one with the sword, the one that's going to take, you know, that's going to take these gods down, these monsters down. Which is interesting because if you think about the beginning, uh, the chapter one of the DCU is called Gods and Monsters. So we know that there's gods and monsters. There's just going to be something when it comes to monsters, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit when it comes to monsters. So naturally, you're going to need a Wonder Woman. And obviously, when you see some of the responses right here, obviously he said, Happy Wonder Woman Day, DC official. And of course, showing that right there. Some people are going like, hey, will Gal Gadot? Still be Wonder Woman, blah, 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 blah. But then, of course, a lot of people were freaking out and thinking like, oh, my God, is this happening? Because we have we have Isaac Gonzalez right here that said this image. She said this image is the one. So a lot of people were thinking, is she in the running for playing the new Wonder Woman? And I went, ah, no, I hope not. I'm not nothing against her. I just didn't I I don't quite see her as Wonder Woman. I just don't. Uh, I, I don't really, yeah, I just, to me, I'm like, no, let's get somebody else. Maybe somebody who's a little bit more unknown. I don't know. I just don't see her as one of them. But, and then, but like I said, there's also people that are, weren't too happy about this image because I saw people that are, you know, Snyder fans, especially the more louder ones that are upset at the fact that it's like people were not all, you know, they, we had to like defend Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman being the warrior and then Wonder Woman 84 comes out they don't she doesn't use a sword or shield which of course in the story she didn't need the sword or shield and they're like well now you want this and now you want that but I don't know if it's actually setting the tone again this uh, everybody could just be looking way more into it than we need to which is what we do he just posted an image but he has posted other images before, kind of almost teasing certain things. And it also kind of makes me wonder, too, when it comes to, like, when it comes to his, um, when it comes to that uh, Wonder Woman prequel series, obviously, the tone of that is supposed to be in the vein of Game of Thrones. So naturally, it's like, okay, so if that's going to be the case, I could see why he chose this image if he wants the more warrior type 
Wonder Woman. But then it's just like, all right, well, there's got to be like a balance that he's got to find, right? Are they got to find? They got to find like a balance that will make the these Wonder Woman fans happy and these Wonder Woman fans. I mean, nobody's going to ever be fully happy. But it's like it's like there's got to be a good balance. I mean, I let's face it, Zack Snyder and Patty Jenkins, at least with the first one, uh, they found they found a good balance. I thought the warrior and the loving hero that we all know that she has, that she has within her. Like, yeah, she could really just she could fuck you up. She could fuck you up, and but she could also be just very like you know full of love and be like humanity and all about that. She could be that. So you got to find that balance. I mean, I, you know, so that's, that's just one of those things where it's like, uh, I, yeah, I don't know about Isa though. I just don't, uh, I don't know. I think I would want, I don't know, want somebody a little bit more fresh faced, you know, I want somebody more fresh faced when it comes to Wonder Woman. I think like when it comes to him, cause nobody knew who David Cornsweat was before all this. So I want like, I kind of want like, I, I kind of want the, all the cast to kind of be like unknowns, more relatively unknowns, not to mention Makes it cheaper for the movie budget. I'm just saying. Cheaper movie budget. Definitely doing that show. Yeesh. Yeesh. All right. Uh, I've been meaning to get some... Before I start rambling on more about some things right here, let me uh, let me pull up the some super chats right here. I saw... Ay, ay, ay. What am I doing here? Come on. Too many, too much stuff. There we go. All right. So, Tet, you said you're so excited uh, to see uh, yeah, non-binary. Okay. So that's what, yeah, that's what they are. I wasn't sure it was like it was trans, non-binary. I know it's all like, you know, you got to figure that non-binary. So thank you for the $2 super chat. Hey, and then we got Mr. Everts right here as well. I uh, just want to thank you for remaining consistent through the strikes and slow news weeks. They lost the balance. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, trying. That's why I went down to one, one film junkie live a week because it's like, yeah, still news kind of just, you know. But you know, it'll pick back up next year, and then hopefully it'll get better. But thank you, sir, for the, uh, the super chat. You're awesome. And then we got Droga right here too. And then uh, Miss Gonzalez would be amazing. Ah, I just don't see it. I just, I'm, I don't know. I don't see it. I just don't see it. Um. What's uh what's uh ah what's uh what's uh that one? Jessica that Green Lantern. Je- I can't remember her last name. Can't remember her last name. Um she's a lantern. Tell me like somebody figure somebody tell me what her last name is. Is this Jessica something, right? God. I was like reading the rebirth the ones on her Cruz. There you go. Thank you guys. Thank you. I thought she would be better Jessica Tr- Cruz to be honest. Yeah, thank you. I was like, what the freak was there? Yeah, my brain not working. Not working when it pull pulling up names, so but I thought I thought she would be a better Jessica Cruz, to be honest. I don't know. That was just me though. So Um, but yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Like I said, it could just it's just it, it's just an image. Doesn't have to be, you know, freaking out. But I just for some reason I just think that James Gunn is testing the waters when it comes to what he's doing and what he's posting. And I think that's a good thing. Utilize social media to kind of gauge where things are, but obviously it could be very difficult to gauge certain things 100%. But, you know, you have to just kind of just like post something, see how everybody responds. And like I said, there are people who want the more 
the more lighter Wonder Woman that weren't happy about the image. And then you got the people who are all about it. And then, of course, you know, again, you got certain sanction of the Snyder fandom that was not happy because it's like, well, wait a minute. We already kind of had this kind of thing. So and, uh, you know, people complain about it then. It's like, yeah, I get that. I, again, I, 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 I look at Twitter and I see I see things where it's like. There are still people that defend things that we were defending back in like 2016 and 17 and 18. It is kind of crazy when I'll see that on my timeline or when, you know, or just something pops up or whatever the heck. It's like I see people still defending things that we were defending six, seven, eight years ago. It's like, why are you still defending this? Then I realize, well, maybe they weren't around when that happened. But I remember defending BVS and, and trying to trying to defend before, you know, Justice League came out, trying to defend, like, everything's fine, guys, we're good. But it's just, I still see people just defending things from just, it's like, eek. Ah, it gets ridiculous after a while. It's like, come on. Come on. You don't have to defend things over and over and over again. But then again, sometimes, you know, people just kind of just wrapped up their whole identity online when it came to... uh all that stuff, so just kind of crazy. So, anyways, all right, Jessica Rabbit, <laughs> Jessica Simpson, Jessica Beal, nice. Yeah, I couldn't remember her last name. The last name was just not coming to me. I just think she would be a better uh, Jessica Cruz than a Wonder Woman. I don't know. We'll see what happens, though. But I think there is, you know, I think he's just kind of testing the waters. But, anyways, so. Delays, 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 delays. God. <sighs> Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning Part 2. Apparently is being delayed. A year. A whole year. And apparently, according to somebody who may, might be more in the know, who knows, it's not even gonna, going to be called Dead Reckoning Part 2 anymore. Which is kind of funny because you already have... Dead Reckoning Part 1, which I didn't really like that either. It was like Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and I didn't like it. was too long. Just call it Mission Impossible and then have another title. Should have just been called Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, and then the second part could have been something else. Could have been Dead Reckoning-er. I don't know. Dead I Reckon. I don't know. It could have just been something different. That's what I'm getting at. But apparently, but yeah, this sucks right here uh, because of the strikes still happening, even though they're meeting tomorrow, and hopefully, well... I'll, well, I have something that I've heard I'll talk about after we look at this article. Deadline reporting, of course. Mission Impossible 8 jumps to 2025. A Quiet Place Day 1 goes to summer in 2024. Theatrical shakeup due to actors' strike. Ah, gotta love it. Refresh for updates following Disney's delay of Marvel Studios' Deadpool 3. Yes, that did happen, too. Of course, we talked about it a little bit on the Vox stream. Due to the actor strike, Paramount has made changes to next year's schedule and beyond. Similar to Deadpool 3, Mission Impossible 8, which of course, you know, is Dead Reckoning Part 2, needs to start restart production, and that is looking unlikely with each day that passes in the SAG after strike. The Tom Cruise sequel moves from June 28th, 2024 next year to May 23rd of 2025 Memorial Day. That's a good date. That is a good date. It's a good weekend. Not a nice long weekend for it. So the studio will have to access the, uh, will have access to IMAX screens 
on Memorial Day is a special place as there's uh, where uh, where Cruz launched his biggest movie of all time, Top Gun Maverick, of course, at almost 1.5 billion. So we got all that, and it's like, eh. Yeah, and then of course, uh, what's left on? Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff, but uh, we got all that. And uh, yeah, and uh, the sad fact of the matter is, is like, uh, yeah, SAG after his meeting though, which is good. And what I heard, what I was hearing, you know, talking to someone more in the know. I mean, who knows if it's gonna, if it's not gonna. I mean, I posted it on my Patreon earlier today, which is, you know, if you want to subscribe to the Patreon. Anytime I hear, like, you know, certain little things that I can, you know, put up there, at least publicly, um, I, I, I post it on the Patreon, you know, give the pa- patrons a little early access when it comes to information, at least I'm hearing. And what I was hearing is the fact that the word over there is the fact that studios are just getting to the point where it's like, all right, we just got to meet the demands. We got to do this. We have to end this. It's got to be done because this is getting too long. We got to get things back in order. They're losing money. I even saw a headline, not yesterday the day before i don't know what it was so sometime over the weekend it said like california is just getting struck like big time the economy is just getting rammed rammed up the booty up the booty without lube big time but you know the economy already sucks saw another video that that talked about the top five cities that are the worst to live in when it comes to cost of living and california had three three of the top five cities in in the united states to live in go california that's right because it, it the economy sucks here the governor sucks the people who are running this place sucks everything sucks pretty much here it's just gonna you know, start sinking into the pacific ocean and with all the strikes happening and everything guess what they're losing money like crazy when it comes to that either. It's into the billions of dollars. I think it was like four to five billion dollars that they've been losing. So I think the studios are getting desperate. So hopefully a settlement does happen tomorrow. But remind you, I have to remind you this because it's one of the things I've also been saying too is the fact of the matter is even though it could end tomorrow, but production productions will not start until next year because we're now reaching the holiday season, the holiday months. They're not going to just start up you know, not to mention there's all the logistics and all everything that ha- has to happen with all that. So productions won't start till next year when it comes to at least everything like Deadpool 3, for instance. They'll probably start shooting in January. Everything's going to start in January. January. We're going to hear if everything works out, which we hope it does, productions. We'll hear about productions starting back up in January for sure. So hopefully, fingers crossed, because Jesus Christ. So there you go. <sighs> it sucks. It does. It does. Oop. Hopefully they can figure something out tomorrow. Someone bring some breakfast sandwiches or donuts or something like that. What the hell did I just hit? I just hit something and I'm like, yeah. That computer's like now freaking out. Uh, I opened up a window that I didn't want to open up. That's right. That sounded kind of. It's 8 to 2 now, Rangers. It's eight to two now, Rangers. So that's good. Can you minimize? Ah, stop it! Yeah, sorry. I just hit a. I hit a tab that I wasn't. I hit. I opened up my editor, so now my computer's like freaking out right now. All right. Uh, kind of hard to see a white woman playing Wonder Woman after Gal. Yeah, well, I mean, Isa's not white, but uh, yeah, you know, you can't. They they won't do that. Uh, wow, that was a nice play. 
So, uh, Droga, someone clipped that. Clip what? What's going on, Darkness on the Wind? Good to see you. California does suck. And yes, I live here. T- yeah, I know. It does. It's like, you know, eventually, I mean, eventually we're going to get out of this place, right? That's what's going to happen. We've got to get out of this place. Got to do it, man. Box office. All right, you Swifties out there. I know you guys all went and probably saw it again. I'm looking at you people out there in the chat. You guys went out there and watched Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour again. I mean, it, it obviously topped the box office. It did. Obviously, we want Martin Scorsese. A lot of us who were just like, we got uh, we got some cinema. So we got we got an award winning movie. This movie is going to be like, obviously getting nominated for all kinds of awards. So a lot of us were like, oh man, we want that to at least do a good box office. But sadly, those movies don't do the best at the box office. But when it comes to Killers of the Flower Moon, which I'm going to give my little mini review in a, in, a, in a bit after we look at the box office, um, we it's it's. We just hope. I mean, it. When it comes to Martin Scorsese, he never has like huge blockbusters, but he always has memorable, iconic films. So here's the box office right here. Of course, Taylor Swift took the top spot with thirty three point two, which that movie has made one hundred and seventy eight point eight. So there you go. I wonder how many more, there's going to be more of those, more of these uh, concert movies. But then we got Killers of the Flower Moons, which apparently is like Scorsese's like third highest box office underneath Shutter Island and The Departed. But uh, it made 23.2 domestic, 21 worldwide, 44.2, 44.2. So, hey, not too bad. I didn't even realize that uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas... 30-year anniversary re-release, so I didn't even know that was happening. Look at that. Walt Disney Studios still trying to squeeze as much out of that as possible. Hey, they could do it. If they own it, they could do it. Not to mention it's been 30 years, so I could see that. I mean, I, I saw people were going to see Back to the Future. I saw I saw people talking about Back to the Future because there was like something that was happening with that, and there was like some... Uh, theaters that were playing back to the future which i suggest if you haven't seen a movie if you if there's a movie from your childhood you haven't seen on the big screen go see it if it's if a theater is showing it go see it i saw back to the future on the big screen this was like a few years ago but it was great it was great packed house everybody's quoting the lines everybody's laughing it's a good time but killers of the flower moon i didn't give a first reaction uh me and miss nighthawk of course when miss nighthawk and i saw it on uh, Saturday, she wanted to see it. Uh, obviously, we got that, you know, it's a hefty runtime. It is a hefty runtime, three and a half hours. But, of course, if you take away the credits and stuff like that, it's about 3.20. But, uh, yeah, uh, we saw it, and all I have to say is, wow. Just wow. It's it, it's Martin Scorsese. How he's still making movies like this and taking stories when it comes to this and Oppenheimer, I'm just kind of going like, yeah, I don't know which – what – what movie is going to take what? It's going to be a showdown, I, I feel, between Marty Scores and Chris Knowles. That's right. I shorten their names because why not? And, uh, you know, I'll even gauge it like this, too. Miss um, Nighthawk, who likes to always, uh, anytime that I buy movie tickets, she's like, do, do we, are we, like, close to the, the aisle so then I can, you know, when I have to go to the bathroom? Because, you know, we go to the, you know. That's the thing. That's the thing that people talk about when it comes to run times. And, uh, you know, if you go to a movie theater that serves drinks, obviously you're going to need like that. Yeah, we've got to quickly go to the bathroom and everything like that. She didn't go to the bathroom once. The whole movie. 
Did not go to the bathroom once. Yes, that's right. I'm gauging it like that <laughs> on my girlfriend's bathroom usage. I went to the bathroom once, and then that's it. That's how much we got into this movie. That's how much we got into this movie. It was the fact that it's like, ah, yeah. You just sit there, and you're like, holy crap. This story is crazy. And then the way that Martin Scorsese tells it, just absolutely phenomenal. And Leonardo DiCaprio, top-notch. Everybody's top-notch in this. Uh, Lily Gladstone. Jesus Christ, she's going to be a new powerhouse. Something, her, her performance was just striking. Her facial expressions, everything, when it came to her, fantastic. Robert De Niro, same thing. Everything's just firing. And then the way that it ends, it's, it's just the way that Martin Scorsese just ends his movies and how he just finishes up telling these stories. It's just so fantastic. And his use of cinema, the cinematography and the music and the score and everything, it just... Absolutely fantastic. So highly recommended. Go see it, guys. Absolutely go see it. Give it some more box office. Because apparently it costs $200 million. Yeah, probably not going to make that back. But hey, you never know. Maybe something can happen. All right. Why is that not coming up? Come on. Oh, it's not working. What the heck? Yeah, my thing, my stream deck's not working. There we go. We're good now. A little glitch in the matrix. Having all kinds of glitches tonight. <sighs> glitches, you know? How we doing out there? You guys all right? You guys good? Nope, the movie was a cash grab. What are you talking about? What's a cash grab? I don't even know what you guys are talking about. But Matthew Vaughn Superman. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, we got Matthew Vaughn talking about Superman. Remember, we've heard about his Superman before, and, you know, a lot of us were like, all right, I don't know if we need to know about that. And he's, you know, he's been talking recently. Obviously, obviously Matthew Vaughn has been talking about Argyle. He's got Argyle coming out, which I'm interested in because it's an interesting concept. It's got Cavill. It's got a pretty good cast. I'm I'm curious to see what he has uh, in store when it comes to at least Argyle. And he's talked recently about a Superman pitch, which we're going to watch. He's talking about Star Wars and, you know, his what he talked, what he said about Star Wars and said, like, you know, they should just reboot it and just reboot it with the same characters and blah, blah, blah. Luke Skywalker, Leia, Han Solo, all them just reboot it, just reboot it. And it's like, dude, yeah, no, it's just there's so much you could do with the universe that there's so much that has been written, especially uh, novelizations of Star Wars. It's like, no, Matt. No, no, don't, no, we're not, no one's going to do that. We just want good stories. And we don't want the Skywalker saga over and over and over and over again because it's a vast universe. Okay. So we don't want that. So we're, no, no rebooting. No rebooting. It's, it, yeah, it's sacred ground. It's like, that's why you never do a remake of Jaws or Back to the Future. There's just sacred shit in, when it comes to cinema. But, but yeah, here we go. Let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, hear him talk about Superman right here. Let's hear him talk about. Let's hear him talk about his pitch that he had. All right, got everything working here. Let's see. Hold on. Yeah, make it sure. All right. Yeah. Obviously, talking to Mr. Horror. Circle. Continue to cast the hell out of it. All right, move it forward. Hold on. Correct the war or not. Mm-hmm. It was said that you were offered a Man of Steel sequel. Like, were you actually... No. What, what's the story behind Superman? So, Man of, so I, 
with Mark, I'm a Superman nut, and yep. so is Mark Miller, and Mark and I sat down and we plotted out a three picture deal, or not deal, trilogy film, and um, pitched it to Warners, and they this just is said, after trilogy film already? No, it was before Man of Steel. Okay. So that's before what I'm saying, Man so weird. So it's so not we a sequel, it's not, the, yeah. the how to do a trilogy of Superman movies, uh, they, Warner said they weren't interested, and that's my that's as far as as it went. That's the closest that we can has come the back closest. around. Never come back around. Again, I, I don't expect you to divulge everything, but like, what was the gist that what would you do with Superman that's different than what we've seen, or what, or similar to the Donner films, or or what? Or yeah, what? I think I, I think Donner nailed it. Yeah. Um, and I think Wonder Woman worked very well because it was basically a Donna Superman film, but reimagined as Wonder Woman. Um, and um, yeah, I, I I would have done it a modern version of you know of of, of the Donna. And we we wanted to do it. Our, our big idea was a twist that Krypton doesn't blow up. Okay. This um, is where it does eventually. This is where it gets controversial. Krypton doesn't blow up. So, I mean, I think, like, J.J.'s Superman had, like, a, a bit of a similarity when it came to, like, the way that they were going to tell the origin story and everything. And it was going to be a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, that was, all, that, was, that was one thing where everybody was going, ah, I mean, that's just a big, huge part of Superman's origin story is, yeah, Krypton needs to blow up. But, he, I mean, he did say it eventually does. So the dad was right. He just got his timing wrong. Okay. So when Superman's grown up, suddenly there's a mass exodus and then all hell breaks loose. Um, and that was, that was our, our, our idea. Who was your main villain? Did you have uh, Zod? Brainiac, Zod. Um, Zod and Brainiac, basically, and Luther. Luther, Luther was the main villain until... Krypton exp- up t- in, until Krypton explodes right. and then escalated. Then you get some Kryptonians. Yeah, yeah then it all, all goes. All goes. Yeah, exactly. That See, was that's interesting idea. too. I'm surprised, given your association with Henry, that they wouldn't at least have a chat with you at some point about. Um, mm. No, I, I wonder. Well, DC have reached out and Gunn and Peter. We, we, we've been talking, and they're right. great. But um, James, you know, he ring fenced Superman. Uh, yeah, the authority has been mentioned as something, but is that of interest? Uh oh, now talking um, about the authority. I, I, I never say never. At the moment, I'm very much enjoying creating my own my own things because, yeah. as I said, I don't get all the tentacles of political madness. Can't get hold of it. Um, yes. And uh, I think guns, the franchise or DC's in the best hands it's been in for a long time. Yeah. So let's let's see what happens. As a friend and a collaborator with Tam- there you go. So there you go, guys. That's what he has to say about that. So, yeah, I'm not, I think a lot of us aren't a fan of the whole Krypton not exploding at first, but eventually. Um, yeah, and when it comes to, like, Luthor being the, the villain before that all happens and there's, like, a crazy exodus and you have Brainiac Zod and other Kryptonians showing up. Interesting, sure. It's different. I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, eee. I mean, again, it's just you're t- you're t- it's sacred. There's like sacred things that you do. And it's just like when it comes to Superman, you have to that 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 world has to just blow up, I guess you could say. But, you know, um, yeah, but I like the fact that it, that he says. I do like the fact that he said, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very much working on original things, my own things, which is good. Cool, fine. I mean, this whole thing about him doing the authority, I mean, obviously you can't probably talk about a lot of it if he's had conversations, as he said. 
And I'm just kind of wondering, like, all right, so if you're doing, like, a lot of these original things, uh, does that mean the rumors that he might be taking the authority, which I think we all just kind of assumed, does that mean it's going to happen? Who knows? I kind of am like, all right, concentrate on that. Do the original stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's even had some words about superhero genre needs to kind of, like, take a break. Marvel needs to take a break, like, do less do less, which, of course, we've all been saying. It's like, yeah, Kevin Feige, you, you did too much at one point. Now do less. He's even said that, too. But, yeah, he's basically been – he's he's also said – I don't know if it was in this interview, but it's been in recent interviews where he was just like, yeah, Marvel needs to do a little bit less when it comes to what, what they're pumping out of that Marvel machine right there, which is absolutely true. They do need to do less, and that's what the problem is. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Like, I mean, he's got so much on his plate when it comes to – you know, kick ass that he's going to be trying to reinvigorate that too. It's like, it's not really a full reboot. It's a soft reboot. I don't know exactly what's going on. He wants to do another Kingsman. He's got Argyle. He's got some kind of musical. It almost sounds like maybe he's not doing the authority now. It just seems like he's got way too much on his plate to handle a chunk of the DCU. You know, it just seems like there's a little too much. And even what he said right there, which I actually like what he said is the fact that, you know, you don't get, when it's your own thing, it's your own thing. You can do whatever you want. When it's not your own thing, you can't exactly do that. So that might have been that might have turned him off from actually like doing the whole thing. It's like, yeah, it could be fun, but at the same time, I wanna play with what I'm creating over here as opposed to playing with, you know, these toys that are that, that have been owned by a company forever. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't hate it if he uh, if he if he directed the authority. I wouldn't hate it. I think that could be up his alley for sure. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, all right. So that's all the topics right there. Ugh. What's going on, Game City Savior? Uh, what do you guys have to say? West Side Story, the Taylor Swift movie. He sounds douchier in person. <laughs> Do you not like his accent, Phil, or what? <laughs> Jeez, you really do not like this guy. It's like, what did he do to you? Uh, Naval, uh, is that like Homecoming trilogy? Zach did the best interpretation of Krypton. Yes, he did. I agree with that. Um, wouldn't that just extend the origin story? I mean, I guess it would extend the origin story. Mark Millar's pretentious douche. Yeah, and a lot of people we don't. Yeah, Mark Millar doesn't really do great work. He doesn't really do good stuff when it comes to that. It's just crazy how DC can't do anything correctly. That's what they're trying to do now. That's what we're hoping is they're going to be doing now. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, Superman is sacred, which is why the reinterpretations are so controversial. It's true. I mean, even Zach. I mean, even things that Zach did, a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, those uh, in you know Superman enthusiasts didn't like what Zach even did, you know Zach took elements took different elements you know from different books that he did um, that he utilized in Man of Steel, you know and a lot of people some people didn't like that either you know when it came to like the the obviously the making the Kryptonians and then of course Clark or um, Kal-el was a pure birth and everything so I mean I. I I like what Zach did, but yeah, you, I mean, you got to tote that line, man. You got to, you, you're walking on the edge because it's like sacred text, but you have to like, you have to do so. And that's what I'm, I'm curious on what James Gunn is doing because, um, 
I'm just kind of thinking like, what, what is James Gunn going to do that's going to add fresh freshness to Superman? That's what I'm curious about. Because it's like, yeah, you have all the elements there, but then you have to inject something fresh to modern day when it comes to Superman, which is not easy. It's not easy. Not easy at all. I mean, they were trying to do it. And it seems like when it comes to the TV shows, they were like nailing it. And then, you know, Superman Returns fell flat because it was just kind of like rehashing Donner, which is what really worked. And even Matthew Vaughn right here even said like Donner nailed it. So it's like he probably would take elements from that. Hopefully not too many, but, you know. And I'm just kind of wondering exactly what's going to be happening. But, uh, yeah, it's not happening, at least. Matthew Vaughn hated Man of Steel. That's my issue with him. So, you have it, so James, you have, you have issues with people that don't like movies that you like? See, that's one of the things that's like, if somebody doesn't like a movie I don't like, it's not like I have an issue with them. <laughs> if he didn't like, somebody didn't like a movie that I really like, okay, that's fine. That's 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 one thing that's interesting about you know when it comes to fandom, man. Everybody it, it gets turned into like a religion, which is what I don't like to see because I'm like I like having healthy debates and healthy discussions when it comes to this. But I'm like I'm not gonna just like not like a person because they didn't like a movie that I really love. But you know, to each their own. That's what it is. That's what it is. But, you know, Matthew Vaughn, I think Matthew Vaughn should just continue making original shit, to be honest. If he's got all that on his plate, just keep it at that. Keep it at that. <laughs> I like stuff. You like stuff? Yeah, I like stuff. I do. All right. Let's see. Let's go ahead and go to the Twitter questions and see what uh, you guys are saying here. All right, Eric. Hey, Dave, when we first heard about Vaughn in relation to Superman, the reports had come off like he was being offered Man of Steel 2 after Justice League. Now, whenever he talks talked about soups ever since, it's been his original ideas, presuming pre-Zach. So was he offered Man of Steel 2? Well, we just got that answered right here with that interview. He never got offered Man of Steel 2. Maybe he was like considered, probably on a list maybe, or something like that. But anytime when it when it came to Matthew Vaughn and Superman, it wasn't it was pre pre Zach pre Man of Steel. Adrian really want to uh, watch Killers of the Flower Moon on a scale of one to ten. I would say um, Killers of the Flower Moon is like eight seven. I would say it's an eight seven. I'm gonna start rating probably. I'm gonna start rating um, my my movies like uh, like what's his name One Bite Pizza. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna say I, I would say like an eight seven. I think they could have, you know, it does drag in certain parts. They could have scaled it down a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'd give it like an eight seven. I'd give it like an eight seven. Mr. Nobody, I hope Gunn introduces other Amazonians across the world. Uh, DC Comics already introduced the Amazonian rainforest in Brazil. Might be a good way to pass the mantle from Gal to someone new while keeping Gal from, uh, for bigger events down the line. I highly doubt that's going to happen. Should Wonder Woman be a mantle like Batman? Uh, eh, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to do that. Batman's a different, whole different beast for sure. 
Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, question number one. Would you like to see whoever will be playing the Wonder Woman of the DCU debuting as a cameo in Superman Legacy? No. Question number two. If Doctor Doom gets introduced in this current saga of the MCU, would you want to see... Who would you want to see? Uh, would you want to see introduced in the Disney special presentation show, movie, or just immediately in Secret Wars? I I, I think it's just yeah, Secret Wars probably be the best idea, best way. Devon Wooter, hello Dave. I'm really getting annoyed at the studios for not paying actors good money because of that. Movies are being delayed, like Mission Impossible Eight. I hate. That we need to wait until 2025, and I just rewatched Legend of Zorro on Netflix. What's your favorite scene? Um, uh, uh, any scene with Catherine Zeta-Jones? <laughs> no, I mean, um, there's a lot of good scenes in there. I haven't watched it in a bit, but I know like his training sequences with him and Anthony Hopkins were some of, some of the better scenes. But, I mean, some of the horseback riding scenes in that movie, too, were absolutely fantastic. Some of the stunt work that happened in there, too. So, oof, yeah. Anyways, all right. Ah, so the, yeah, it was pre. So the pre, what? I can't even see, pre-press. So the press was BSing. Yeah, exactly. Can't believe the press. Can't believe the press sometimes. But, uh, yeah, there's another thing, too. And there's another thing. When it comes to, uh, I wanted to tell you guys, too, is when it comes to the MCU, and I know there's like a new there's like a new book that just came out talking about the the whole reign of the AC, uh, the of the MCU that I want to like listen to. I think I'm gonna get the audio book because I'd probably be better to listen to as opposed to reading. I want to like uh, dive into that. I know people were talking about some of the things that came out in that. You know, when it comes to Feige and it comes to all that. Uh, and then of course there's even some James Gunn controversy when it comes to I think elements of that book as well. There's some James Gunn because uh, we kind of briefly talked about it on, on Friday's vodka stream. But I know there's like some controversy when it came to Guardians of the Galaxy in that script that I wanted to dive into, too, because I don't just look at a, a, a super biased tweet because there's a lot of bias out there. I don't look at a biased tweet and then just take it at face value. I actually would actually want to research so I'm going to do a video on that sometime this week, kind of research on some of the more controversial elements when it came to that book and just listen to it and uh, take it all in. So expect that. I'm going to talk about that. Should be uh, should be interesting because I remember even seeing like there's a, I saw a headline that said, according to this book, there's two actors that Kevin Feige refuses to work with after this whole thing. I can guess which one, one of them. I can guess one of them. I think, you know, he was probably a certain Hulk, the first one, the better one. But, you know, I can understand probably he was a little difficult to work with. Um, but, yeah, so. Anyways, yes, James Gunn, your most favorite person there, Axel. I know you love him so much. So much. It's all good, though. It's fine. I get it. It's not like he's my favorite person either. But anyways. All right, guys. Going to go ahead and wrap this up. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Do all that. Hit that like thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Did you hear that uh, Dave Gonzalez watch order? Marvel. What? Where, uh, where you start with the Incredible Hulk and Doctor Strange comes earlier in the face. Oh, I, didn't, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that order. But that should be interesting. Anyways. 
Go ahead, smash that like thumbs up. Follow me on all the sock meds and everything around me. You're all, you know, do all that. Um, like I said, look forward to some videos out this week. And then, of course, we've got the members-only stream every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. So if you want to be a part of that, become a member, support the channel, do all that. Other than that, love you guys. I'll talk to you later.